Hey guys, welcome back to the Podcasters Podcast. This is an episode where we're going to go over a few of the resources you should have as a podcaster. By that, I mean websites, not like equipment or anything, but yeah, some of the useful websites to know as a podcaster, some of the ones you need to use, some of the ones that you can use for sponsorship, etc. So yeah, we've got a list of six, but we might come up with some more throughout. Um, are you going <laughs> to... Why even say six then, if you think you might more come up? <laughs> I 100% guarantee this episode will not end for six. <laughs> Fair, go on. You, this was your idea, this episode, so you, you kick us off. Cool. First one, listen notes. Now... Dot it, com. Yeah, listen notes dot com. Cheers, mate. So listen notes dot com is kind of like a podcast directory, right? It's where you can see all the podcasts. You can see roughly what percentage they're in in the world. You can see all the show notes of their episodes, how many episodes they've got, where they're based, all this sort of stuff, which is really useful for doing research, to maybe get some guests, to find other shows in your niche, um, and to look for sponsors, right? Now, Listen Notes isn't like an official website, so in in the sense if someone says, oh, top 2.5%, then it means they've got an exact amount of number, amount of numbers, because that stuff can't be tracked properly on the podcast apps. Yeah. But it's a, it's kind of a rough guesstimate. Um, based on sort of numbers, analytics, etc. So don't take everything it says as gospel, but it's a good indication. I was having this conversation literally with a client this morning. There was like, I gave them all their data yesterday, so I normally monthly report. And um, her audience like two thirds UK. But listen notes, she's like, oh, where did you get that data from? Because listen notes says it's, you know, majority America. So it's like, well, when somebody downloads your podcast, it sends a request, a signal from their phone to Omni Studio, which is our hosting site, and then goes back. That's where you download the episode from. So that is the accurate data. Like that's the one you can track. Um, so there are bits that it's a bit off. But if somebody's say uh, a top one percent on there, they're not going to be a small show, right? You could. Ha- I've seen it. There could be a one percent where they get like two and a half thousand downloads, and another one percent show where they get. 20,000 downloads there's a bit of a range but also if somebody's getting two and a half thousand downloads at still a really substantial show and if you're in a pretty niche industry then fine they're still worth your time um but it's really valuable what i use this for the most is finding collaborators and finding sponsors so if you go to listen notes it's like google it's a directory for podcasts so if i type in um creator economy or how to start podcast or youtube or all of these things it will show you every single podcast that is related to that topic so if i type in how to start podcast there'll be there's loads of shows called how to start podcast there'll be this one there'll be some of the others obviously ours is the best if there's a shit um but also it'll tell you every single episode where people have referenced those things so you might have um you know like a joe rogan episode which has nothing to do with podcasting but he just so happens to be talking to say mr beast and they're breaking down youtube and podcasting and long-form content so it'll bring those up as well so it's a really good way that you could give this to a va and go use this find 300 people that talk about similar things or maybe there's a you start seeing commonalities in shows with guests so you you always get certain guests that do the rounds and they go on a bunch of shows it's like okay well they're fair game like clearly they want to be in podcast so reach out to them reach out to these podcasters reach out to these shows and you can just do some outreach and because it pulls all public podcast data most people have contact information in their show notes whether it's an email or a social media so listen notes very kindly of them down the right hand side will show you if they have and it's just one click, oh, I'm now on their Instagram or I'm emailing them. 
So it's just much easier to find people. But in the same breath, I use this for sponsors. So if a guest, sorry, if a client comes to me and they say, I want to monetize my podcast, this is the industry I'm in. I'll go to, straight to listen notes. I'll search in some broad terms around their topic. I'll find other shows in their industry that are already creating podcasts. I'll click through to their show notes. And if they have a sponsor, it's obviously going to be a link in their show notes. They'll have to. And then I'll build a spreadsheet of all of those companies that have sponsored similar shows. And then I'll reach out to them on LinkedIn saying, Senior Sponsored X, I represent a company. Sorry. I represent a podcast in the same industry. Are you open to collaborating? You're going to get a much better response rate because they're already sponsoring shows in that industry. So they're already spending the money. But it saves you loads and loads of time in thinking, who should I reach out to? Who's going to pay me? All of this. Because honestly, two minutes on Listen Notes and you can find a list of 10 sponsors already in your industry. Another good way to use Listen Notes is if you're looking to be a guest on shows, you can get a feel for how big shows are. Um, if, or if someone approaches you and you can see they're a top 2.5, top 1% show, you're like, oh, that's a that show well worth my time going on. I mean, all shows are worth the time going on, right? Sure. If they've got one listener and it's the CEO and they become your listener and then they spend thousands of pounds, you're great. But obviously in an ideal world, you spend more time talking to more people. So if you can go on shows that are a bit higher on listen notes, it's a good way to get a feel for how many downloads someone gets without asking them. Although, like I said, it's not gospel. It's not like, oh, if there's this percent, it means exactly this number. Because I know some top 2.5% that are less than 100 downloads an episode, right? And then there's some 5% that are probably way more than that. So it, yeah, it's, it's a good indication without being like the exact truth. And um, the second one is chartable. And then you can kind of use that in a similar way on that same point. So you can go to the charts to find shows to be guests on, shows to look at who's sponsored, etc. But it's also just a good place to track your chart positioning. So it will tell you which charts you've appeared in. Now on Apple subcategories, so for example, entrepreneurship or for example, um, mental health and the health and fitness. Those are some pretty common ones. It doesn't rank the show in terms of what number you are in the charts. Now it roughly puts them in order, but even that's not accurate. It's a bit weird. It's just like, it's all chucked in there. Um, but listen, note, um, listen, note, Chartable will actually rank it and have it in a, in an order that it's like a chart, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you can go on there and check your chart position in your main category. So like business and then entrepreneurship is a subcategory um, as well as in which countries and then track where you've gone. So, oh, I saw the other day on the 17th of this month, we shot right up in the charts and I was like, oh, what did we do in that episode? Because it obviously worked. Right, so it's a really good way of tracking what's not working so well, what's bringing in new followers, because that's what it's really based on. I remember when we started doing ridiculous CTAs, it actually went really high. So I was like, oh, we should start being idiots more often. Um, You're and, doing a great job of that, by the way. I know, I'm really good at it. Uh, and then we were number three in the charts the other day again. So yeah, it's good to track your chart positioning and then also good for research into other shows, who's doing well in the charts. Um, and that's the main reasons you use Chartable. Subscribe to the show. Follow the show. Follow the show. <laughs> All of the say it every time. Yeah. Um, no, Chartable is really good. So Apple Podcast regionalizes your chart position and reviews. So you know, if I open my show, we're in the UK. It will show me where we are in the charts in the UK in our category, and it will only show me on my phone the reviews of people that are in the UK. Chartable will show you all of them global. And it's really good because it would say, right, you're in this category, these two subcategories. I will show you your current chart position and your history of that category, those two subcategories in every country you've ever entered, like entered the charts in. So it's really, really good. And Chartable have 
smart links, which is great for sharing that to your episode because it collects a lot more data than if you just share like Apple or Spotify than what your hosting site can give you. Maybe we'll do a whole episode breaking that down, but it is well worth doing if you, you try, like analytics. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's add to that episode. Yeah. We just don't know about things we need to start doing more. Yeah. <laughs> that. What's cool. your uh, next one on your list? Oh, actually, I'll just put my, put my list down. Give me a second, I'll tell you. Well, I'm going to start with Adobe whilst you... That wasn't that. next, but it's on there, so go okay, for it. Okay, so people ask all the time, what do we use? What software should we use? Personally, I think Adobe is the best. You've got Audition for the audio, Premiere Pro for the video. You've got Photoshop for graphics and thumbnails and stuff like this. One, it's kind of like the industry standard of software to use. So it means there's a ton of tools and also um, YouTube tutorials and things on how to use it, which is great. Loads of support. It's a bit of an investment. Now, you can get a seven-day free trial, so I'll check it out to make sure you like it, but most editors will be using that. There's lots of people working on these projects. It helps if it's all in Adobe, and it's just going to be the best one for you. If you're always cutting corners or you're using lots of different platforms and you end up having all these different subscriptions, it's just easier to use Adobe as, as the personal preference. So, again, no affiliation yet. We'll see if they want to pay us, but I would personally use Adobe. Uh, the third one I have. Fourth. The third one I have. That was yours. I thought it was a communal list. I thought, uh, what, <laughs> what is yours is mine and mine is yours. But okay. You see how you this is saying? You know that new car again? <laughs> what about that? <laughs> yeah, you can be a passenger princess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sad. So the fourth one, as everything's communal, uh, is Podmatch, uh, a really good website for being a guest on podcasts and getting guests. Shout, Shout out, out Alex. to Oh, that was cute, wasn't it? <laughs> that was really good. Shout out to Alex Sanfilippo. He's been on the show, so go check out that episode. We should um, get him back on again. Yeah. Again, he's not paying us for this, but it is just really good. It's like Tinder for podcasts. You put in your tags to say what you're interested in. You can say if you're audio and video, you can enter like a calendar essentially. So you go, oh, I'm not going to do these hours or I'm not going to do weekends. And then it will match you based on what the show is looking for or what the guest is looking for. So if I then put in, I want to talk to creators and marketers, I'm happy to do Monday to Friday between 9am UK time and 9pm UK time. And I talk about marketing, YouTube, affiliates, podcasting, social media, short form content. And you put in all these tags, it will then spit out thousands of people and you can kind of like or say no to all these people. And it doesn't say that you've denied them, but when you like them and you, and they like you back, just like how dating apps work, you then get put through and you can direct message and share a calendar and stuff like this. And I think you even get paid by Podmatch when you go through it and end up um, doing an interview, which is quite cool. I mean, maybe really? Alex will have to come back on and explain how that business model works. Yeah. But it, it's, it's pretty low cost and it saves you so much time. It's great if you're a podcast host, is in a relationship, but you really miss the, the fun of swapping on Zinder. Zane cut this, send it to his missus. <laughs> you heard yeah. it, he misses Hinge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the good old day. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Um, but yeah, luckily, she doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah, fair. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it is, it's ideal, right? If you're trying to be a guest and find guests because collaboration is the biggest. The biggest thing we recommend everyone does when they say, well, I want more oh, listeners. Yeah, it's like free and fun marketing do you know what I mean you got somebody asks you questions about you for like half an hour and it's like you get all this benefit but it's good because you can say i'm a host looking for guests 
I'm a guest and I just want to go on shows. I know that's actually a big part of um, PR strategies. A lot of PR companies do that. Or I'm both. I've got a show. I want interviews, but I also want to go on shows. Um, oh, mate. Yeah, it's awesome. It's just really well made. The fifth one is ChatGPT. Pretty standard. And now it's not going to edit your show for you, but it is going to give you some great content ideas. You can use Google's Bard, which is not ChatGPT, but it's a different AI software to help you do research into your guests, uh, into companies, into sponsors, into all that sort of stuff. Um, it can help you with written content with probably some show notes if you give it a good idea. Yeah, it's, with AI, top tip, you need to spend some time, especially on like ChatGPT, where you've got all of your different conversations, having one of those conversations left open where you're training AI about who you are. So give it as much detail as possible about who you are, your experience, your qualifications, your podcast, who you've interviewed, what your goals. The more you can really train it on who you are, the better the output will be. But really, you should have done um, reversed five and six because do you want to say number six? Descript. Descript, thank you so much. I had to read that like three times. Yes. (laughs) So Descript, you can put in your podcast episode and it will basically spit out the video or the audio, if it's audio only, but a transcript. And you can cut out, if you edit the video, it'll cut it out of the transcript. If you edit the transcript, it'll cut it out of the video. Don't use this to edit your podcast. The quality will not be good. But it is a good tool to get a transcription of your show, which you can then put into ChatGPT and be like, turn it into a mini blog or an email series or a chapter of my book. And if it has context of what your book's about and the aim or what your newsletter is about and the aim, then it will actually get quite good at turning that information into a different format. And it doesn't require any more of your time outside of insert file to Descript, download file, copy and paste, done. Do you know what I mean? And now you've got a weekly newsletter from your podcast. So there are some like free plans on that, but it's pretty limited, but it's fairly low cost if you subscribe. So most of these are free. Some of them have got, you know, a bit of a monthly subscription, but are all well worth it. I would say generally inexpensive and will really take your podcast to the next level. Number seven, told you we went on number six, mm. Riverside. Oh, shout out Riverside. Sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to reach out to the head of marketing yeah. for that clip. Um, yeah, so we've kind of moved away from Zoom. Riverside's just better quality. Downside is if your internet's very weak, it's not going to be the best platform for you, but it will allow you to export 4K footage. So if you actually got proper cameras like we have in good quality, then it's not completely just battered like it does on Zoom. Um, And this is something I need to look into. I think it allows you to put markers in. This is something I was Googling earlier for a client. Um, But Riverside is just always adding new features, so I have to look every week to keep up. But I think it allows you to put markers in, which is good. So if you're interviewing somebody and they say something interesting, you can put a marker in and a marker in and a marker. So then when you export that final video, your editor, or it could even be you, the host, goes, oh, I remember now, because there could be a big difference between or time gap from when you do that interview to chopping it up. And if you're short on time or your editor has got short turnaround times, it's like, I've already put seven markers in, go get those seven clips, just watch the minute before and the minute after, find sort of the best bit and you're done. It speeds everything up. Um, Stephen Bartlett's just come out with this recently um, with his like magic trackpad underneath the desk. It's like, yeah, supposedly that goes through to somebody in the other room. They're like making a note of it. If you're doing well, that- they're editing it there while they're, while yeah. they're recording. I think Shits and Gigs are doing that now. They've got an editor on set who's making the clips as it's being recorded. Yeah. It's just, it helps you speed things up and have a better quality. 
and obviously you know what the emotion is like in the room at that point if you're everyone's laughing it's like good edit that um or if it's oh god that's tugging on the heartstring a little bit great good because if you feel it, that emotion in the interview it should translate to the clip if it's done properly so that was a good number seven that is and i think number eight follow the show the podcast podcast obviously now you guys listen to this so you know <laughs> but apple podcast no spotify spotify or Apple and dot com forward slash the podcast podcast. That's definitely not the URL. No, but it's not. like yeah, f- this podcast. Follow the show. Cheers. But this could be really valuable to somebody that is in need, somebody you love, somebody dear to you that wants a brand content. They want more free time. They want more leads into their business. They want to listen to us two ramble. Just do them a favor. I reckon this is coming out before Christmas. Maybe you can get it as a Christmas present. You've just um, committed like the biggest I know. cardinal podcast sin. Mention Christmas. Yeah. I mean, we can edit it out if you want, or we could just leave it in ferment. No, because, no, you'll learn your lesson. This is going in. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Easter, everyone, by the way. <laughs> Tell Zane, don't release it till April. <laughs> and we've just done the episode on the biggest mistakes. Now we need to go and re-record, like, the 10th mistake we've made, and no, it's you. Yeah, no, but we said this... Oh, no, it wasn't this... What was it we said we were going to keep doing? Shit call to actions. Yeah, we've done quite a few of those. This ain't this ain't great. Yeah. No, we said we'd keep doing that one. Um, and I said it purely because I knew it would upset you. So I'm really glad I got the reaction I wanted. Um, Merry Christmas, everyone. Or Happy Easter. What's the one in um, America? Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. That's like July time, isn't it? Guess again. What's 4th of July? Independence Day. Shit. Um, I'm gonna, Thanksgiving I'm gonna was up. the other day. Thanksgiving was, was the day yeah, before was, Black it? Friday. Oh, yeah. But now I've just, I mean, I was going to say, now I've just said the dates, but you just said Merry Christmas. (laughs) Anyway, goodbye. (laughs)